blackness. The night, the clouds, <laughs> the stars of Paramount. <laughs> um, this is it, the DVD commentary, starring me, Jack Black, and... You like my first shot here? This is a homage to Scorpio Rising, actually, for those of you who know the Kenneth Anger film. That's Richard Linkletter, who just said that. We actually had to redigitize Scott Rudin's credit there. It was too big when I was first contemplating this opening sequence. There was, oh, you can't do that, put the credits, because it's all, the guilds are all sized. Dude, I remember someone's name was going to be like the this. hand stamp. Yeah. It was remember a, that? We couldn't get the, it was all about the size. The hand stamp was You like your small. horns, though, on that little design, didn't you? I like the, the fact that little it's horns. flickering. The S in school is yes. flickering. That was, was a good there idea. There was some issue to change the title from The School of Rock to School of Rock. I think we're officially School of Rock, but... I know. But we didn't change that, thank God. I can't decide what I like better, The School of Rock or School of Rock. Here's your intro. Remember, it was we thought it would be funny to... The first we see, you're being an obnoxious, selfish musician. Yeah. Worried about your own sound and... What? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fun intro. And like, then I'm really pleased to come with into myself. You. Yeah. When did you first hear of School of Rock? Mike White called me. And uh, he was like, I want to write something for you to be the lead in. Because, you know, I, I had a, a smaller part in a movie that he wrote called Orange County. And he, and he had this idea where I was going to be like a substitute teacher at a school and, uh, you know, teaching them music. Or it wasn't a substitute at first. It was like. No, it was a substitute. Or something like. It was a substitute. Right. Like she gets in a wreck. Oh, well, that's later. Yeah, Before, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the very beginning, when it was just like a little seed. You were going to find your way into a school and take over. Yeah. Well, that, like, it was always, you know, a frustrated musician, a kind of a failure right. that uh, was going to teach these kids how to, something in secret, you know. Right. And um, I thought that was a cool idea, and then he wrote it up, and I, and I loved it. I was scared though because the first draft of it, he uh, he got the job by accidentally breaking the other teacher's leg. Right. And, <laughs> and then that always freaks me out. Any kind of like right. injury humor, <laughs> whenever like. Yeah, you didn't respond to that. I remember that when I came aboard uh, several drafts in. Yeah. That was still an issue on the table. It's like how to get them into the classroom without actually injuring someone like yeah it's funny but it's not funny for the person who's getting does it really hurt or you had some theories yeah. there but uh yeah i think he found a good way a better way to to sneak me in there i like the scene there actually how, how it works yeah like i mean it we telescoped it quite a bit but i mean you would work with scott rudin the producer and mike on orange county and yeah. i think mike told me like he was talking to Scott about doing another script. Maybe he owed him another script. There, there was another deal. Yeah. And he knew you well. He'd lived next door to you, and That's I think wanted true. to write something to your specific gifts. Yes. I think he. And uh, that's where it all started. He certainly did. Yeah, it's, it kind of went through a lot of drafts, you know? There were a lot of notes from uh, Rudin, and you had a lot of notes, and then. Yeah, I came aboard. Now, when did you first? I'm still not clear on certain things. I yeah. got a script from Rudin and a call from Rudin and that yeah. kind of thing. 
and I actually passed initially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then I talked to you on the phone once. Well, Rudin's first said, you know, well, what about Richard Linkletter to direct it? And uh, we were both like, yeah, because uh, we knew how, how awesome your other films were, you know. And, and Mike was like, yeah, he's got a lot of it. He's got a lot of integrity he's going to bring to the table, and I agreed. And I thought, well, let's just get his ass on board. But I was afraid that you were going to stop me from, uh, being, from funny? being told. Well, not being funny, <laughs> but being overly broad. And my plan was to go redonkuloid at times. I remember you, you know. saying that. You want it to be redonkulous. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll be redonkulous. I wanted to go, yeah. I wanted Don't to worry. Go. Yeah, you assured me. <laughs> that the redonkuli would be there. That's right. <laughs> Once we agreed on the redonkuli. But I ultimately, think I, I think you I, I think you actually reined me in a few times and saved me from my own redonkulousness. <laughs> it's a fine line in the redonkulous. Yeah. But um, no, it was fun. I remember like coming to L.A., meeting with Mike and you. I met with Mike all day. We just talked about the script and, you know, where it could go and what we're doing kind of a tonal thing and then you came over that night i think you were busy during the day yeah fairly tired but we just talked kind of about music and where to go with it and then later we just talked a lot about music as i remember that's true but a lot of it we we knew that mike and and both of us i think we had a feel like as you reach for what you want a film to be and you're feeling that out, it's also good to know what you don't want to be. And right. we, we had the worst version in our minds, all of us, I think. That's true. You had for your character and everything, and I think we were all knowing what to avoid. Well, I just wanted to avoid the cuteness. Yeah, we were all on the same page on that one. That's always the... the and that's uh, casting and just the tone and the... I don't know. I don't even know if I have that many films in my mind specifically. It's just kind of a, a general note. You know, it's a spider. He's replacing you. like all the films you hear about with the feature kids that are cute. I've never even seen any of those. I just kind of feel like I have. Maybe I've seen trailers yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you just think like, oh, okay. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I love this band, man. Oh, no vacancy. Rules, you really put man. together a great. Uh, it was fun band. casting a band because it's not only musical ability. They're real. Look band. at how they're, sensitive they're, he is. Lucas. Lucas yeah. Lucas, the bass player, mm -hmm. he's who's really a guitar player. We moved him to bass just because I liked his. That's character. true, isn't he? In a in a yeah, yeah, very good. He's really very good. Very good guitar player. And Adam is so great. Do you ever? Do great we ever voice. hear the drummer talk? Because he used no, an English accent. We had a very funny bit. We yeah. do we look at yourself and look at that us. That was cut out. Yeah, it was just kind of like everything. It's a pacing right. thing. It was funny. He's telling you you yeah. needed to you know look at yourself. I told you you know yeah. To, Go to the gym, love. You know, he was doing this British accent. He was the intellectual of yeah, No the, Vacancy. The drummer. Lucas was the, uh, sorry, I just knocked the microphone. That's all right. Yeah, Chris Stack the drummer, was the drummer. He's Chris very... Stack was the intellectual yeah. of the band. Lucas was the emotional core. <laughs> Adam Pascal was the power-hungry uh, leader, yeah. corporate Lead dude. singer. Want to be corporate sellout. He's actually great. He was in uh, um, and you, you were probably the original the, cast the, the, of Rent. Yeah. Among many other Broadway smash hits. Great voice. I yeah. remember casting him. He came in with Heal Me, I'm Heartsick, the last song in the movie. Yeah. We had a um, Craig Weedren who did the, wrote that song. He had that, and we just gave it to guys to take home and come in and perform. And he That's spent right. the weekend on it and came in and just nailed it. Just yeah, he did. Deep, heartfelt, 
I was like, oh man, I this song that. actually could be great. You got a lot of gems in the uh, in the casting process. Was that is that fun for you to do that? Oh yeah. Wait a you second. Know, Here's Joan. I'm the principal. The great Joan. My favorite actress living. Oh, man. Here. One of our teachers so broke great. her leg on the way to school She's this so morning. Fun. And all of our subs are already working. Pat Wickham at Milton Prep recommended I give It was fun to see Joan is often playing the, um, the Ooh, Look at that spirit. sexy leg. Did you see that? You got a little flank in there. Ooh, little <laughs> flank steak. <laughs> You really, you really didn't mind showing my. Uh, yeah, well, hey, man, trying to help you out here. It sells tickets, That's I suppose. Right. <laughs> That's the word. This is, you came up with this little bit. Yeah. This little. Oh, you know what? I think he's just coming in. I like that it goes on a little longer than it should. It's yeah. just like the humor of it. It's like, you do a little more than you have to. It's just, and then this voice. Hello, this is Snitch In this Clash song, that was, it no, pays off right here. That this is was a, a fun shot to do with the, like a little moving crane This is crane a great thing. song. You picked <clears throat> this song for its uh, for this excitement bit. level it, at this going moment. into Hogwarts school. Exactly. <laughs> it, isn't it fun to see Joan as kind of the uptight, you know, prim and proper? Because you get a sense she's rock and roll underneath. Like, yeah. Like that comes out later. But it was fun to see her sort of against type, you know, totally. to be a... Uptight principal. Okay, well, yeah. when you cut my check, just make it payable to Dewey Finn for tax reasons. I like this sets a tone for your character. He's like completely self-absorbed okay. and yeah. really like his own interests are bigger than, you know, getting away with it. It's like, can I get out of here early? I think that's yeah. hilarious that you would uh -huh. you would just try to sneak out of you. Like that's bigger than being caught or yeah. like you would risk it. Like you're not even thinking that way. You know? It is a really funny scene. Like, I love you're this You're worried about scene. your check. You know. You know, Joan is a real like she's a a tweaker, if if oh, that's yeah. a good word. Uh -huh. She likes to tweak. I remember yeah, she was always touching her own glasses in mm -hmm. between takes. A lot of tweaks, tips and ticks, <laughs> nips and whoops. And Joan keeps coming at you with new little nuances, like each take. Yeah. She's such a a pro. She'll put a little more on this, a little <laughs> let off that. It was so fun to work with her that way. Yeah. You know, that's my favorite kind of actor would just keep coming with stuff. You know, little gradations from what you already worked on but give you a yeah. little more you know just not the same thing every time she know, really knew how fun. to work it love just your expression it. here this gets a laugh just the way you kind of saunter in oh yeah i know what i'm doing yeah here we go <laughs> mister yeah it's all good yes yes i will it's funny man mr s mr s he takes over oh whoopsie daisy Bailage. <laughs> <laughs> we had a thing we cut out here where she was picking on Freddy. That yeah. means you, Freddy. We establish him as the little screw up. A lot of people the, think I made up all my lines because you know a lot of these things are funny and like sound off the cuff. That's the ultimate compliment you can get. For the get. writing, if the writing yeah. is good, it's if you've like worked it's, it out. Oh, Mike, why'd you have to have the flu? He could be here. Wait, he's not here. We should be. Do you know what? Him. Maybe he's actually just scared to watch the movie with us because of the possible, yes. yeah, the criticism yes. that could come his way. That's right. We had a section here that we went through Snickers and applesauce, and there were a lot of things, but, you know, in the editing, you get right to, <laughs> we got right to Tamika and the sandwich. Yeah. That's an editing room dilemma, you know, it's like keeping it moving. You lose a little general humor tone for the cool, story. Though. Yeah.
Miriam. Yeah. Tamika. You found the, her. She was the last one cast in this whole movie. You found kind of an her open call at the last second. Kind of last second. Right in the nick of time. Right the week before we started rehearsals. What a find. Well, we needed, you know, it was kind of particular. A great voice, obviously, and a girl who's yeah. kind of large. Yeah. It's hard to advertise for that. Right. How hard do you to, advertise yeah, that? Very subtly, subtly. Right. But it, it worked. She came in and kind of blew us away. She's great. I love the ne'er-do-wells in the back. Frankie and Freddie, Angelo and Kevin. Yeah. They're such little delinquents. He gets set up right away. Yeah. The trouble you get the vibe from him. There was a thing earlier where she tells him to, that means you, Freddie. I kind of like it that we arrive at it rather than been told he's the bad guy. He's like the motorcycle guy in Bad News Bears. Right, exactly. Uh, Miranda, Summer. <laughs> I, I knew this film was going to work when I saw a video. Just I was sitting there in my place in Austin going through videos, and I came across this little pixie. Yeah. Littler than the others. Miranda's the youngest cast member. She's only nine. Wow. Most of the kids are 10 or 11. But she had this kind of verbal quality and this kind of sureness about herself. Yeah. Cute, but serious. And kind of against type. I think it was written for like a blonde hair, snooty kind of girl. Yeah. I remember thinking, well, Miranda's kind of not that, but is that, you know, in her own. She's got a she's great. She's her own version of it. Yeah. Like we've seen that person before, the know-it-all, but you got to like her, ultimately. She's got that great, super confident quality, mm. yeah. Oh, the violence. <laughs> Fear. Look at that. What it's raining red shards of paper. There will be no grades or gold stars or demerits. We're going to have recess all the time. Woo! But Miss Dunham only gives us recess for 15 minutes. Hey! You're not here. I wish we had a wider. You were doing this little goose step thing that was hilarious. Kind of, you can kind of see it. You can sense it. It's yeah. below the frame, but it's there. You were doing. I wish I would have had a great. You know, the desk. It was hard to actually yeah. capture that. I love but, Cole in that scene. The kid that played Leonard. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Demerits. <laughs> Demerits. I just love the way he says words. Yeah. Well, great. he has the best line in the whole movie. Yeah. You mean we're not in the bang? <laughs> That's the That's biggest. The whole audience, everyone. All right, well, that's fine, Emily. You're excused. <laughs> I love this whole dynamic here. Oh yeah. Remember that right before three, you're just looking at that second hand. I thought to make it very juvenile yeah. on your part, like you're more juvenile <laughs> than the kids. That establishes that. <laughs> Like, they're in no hurry to get out of there. I think I got one, one high five out of that whole row of kids. I know, and it really didn't affect you at all. No, <laughs> like I'm ready to party. You're, you're heading out, you know. It's very highly recommended. Mr. Schneebly! Yeah. Mr. Schneebly! Little physicality here, jumping uh -huh. <laughs> If you could have right. put a foot on a hood, No stunt man there. No, that was no all, way. All my natural athleticism. Who are these guys? There were musicians who were into, say that one, the way the thing floated to the camera. Oh, this the is pathos. kind of a sad scene. People are like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> but I, I like it. This really establishes Dewey. You're like kicked out of your band. Yeah. You got no money. You're behind on your rent, and people think you suck. You're really at the end of something here. It's pathetic. He's it's putting sad. flyers up, and no one's biting. You're not a teacher. That's what I love about Dewey, though. That's what I. Oh wait, 
This is my cameo. Oh, my God. <gasps> That's me, the long-lost drummer. Middle. You're the guy in the middle. But we were going to talk about, you're going to say, whatever happened to that guy? Well, Can I he was. OD or something? <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a cameo, dude. Oh, if you're I just it in does. a photograph. That's my kind of cameo. A cameo, you actually have to do some acting. And I guess you hey, did when you posed I, for the photo. I got tattoos put on myself for that. And we're at a little fishnet. We did <laughs> that. Remember, true. it was like the last week of rehearsal. Yeah. We were out there and took some photos. Okay, Sarah Silverman is in this scene. Oh, man. And she is so funny. <laughs> but she was constantly torturing Mike. Constantly. By making him laugh right before it was mm -hmm. time for his take. And her, I think her she favorite was, line was, okay, guys, to the crew. Right? Yeah. Do you want to do it? Wasn't it, you guys, come on, let's do this fast. Mike has diarrhea. She said action. that about 14 times. And then you would say action, and Mike would be stuck in this weird. <laughs> I like Ned's character that he's just this. I like the totally rock and roll radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a sneak. That's Kiss doing the Ramones. That's Kiss? That's a Kiss cover. Nice. How about that? That was kind of a coup. Yeah. You got that. Hell yeah. Is that off one of their albums, or is that is that especially those, for the yeah, like yeah. tribute things? Ready? With what do you like to do? I don't know. Burn stuff. Just go out and have recess. My parents don't spend fifteen thousand dollars a year wondering for recess. what number to come up with here like how much their tuition should be we were I going just around to private schools like what do they pay here right. we're at this one out in long island it was fifteen thousand a year yeah. so, okay that's that good. sounds about right this is the, the I, pump speech for the movie this is your inspirational oh yeah talk. this is my mountaintop anger jam it is you're just gonna lose big time because the world is run by the man who Man. <laughs> you don't know the man? Angelo. Yeah, Angelo plays Frankie. Angelo you know, is the man. He is the man, and he actually he taught me how to get past the first stage in Splinter Cell <laughs> on my Xbox. I had to bring him to hey. my trailer and get a private lesson. <laughs> like the kids' expressions. <laughs> yeah. But I still can't believe we got this line through the censors. Well, just because Paramount's. But there are corporate and MTV parents. are in the same family. But you just said they ruin rock and roll. I know. That's why they should have stopped us from saying was, that. Even on the day, I thought the phone was about to ring, saying, "Oh, hey, can I you know. change?" We just noticed that you're kind of putting hey, down. Hey, you know what? Then maybe that's that's something that's cool of MTV. They're so to big. Let us do that. Or you know what? They're so big. Had it been maybe 15 years ago, right. they would have been, "Hey, you know, we're not." Now they're so big. They so ubiquitous. There's nothing. It's like yeah. they would like some loser musician saying they ruined it. They're laughing <laughs> at you, dude. <laughs> this is where I realize. At wait the a urinal. Second. I like at that the, he has <laughs> this eureka moment at the yeah. urinal. We try to get yeah. those urinals. I don't know if that reads as well as I would have liked. The small kitty urinals. They're oh, small, right. small, but it, I don't know if The it... problem is I'm so short that it looked kind of right. <laughs> I know what you're going for. Now, but... this scene was hell, actually, because we had to train every kid. Not Robert Sy here, the great piano player, but the other kids. Everyone needed an instrument. They all needed it. We had to come up with a song. It was for this one scene. It, it had to set their classical tone. But, it, you know, you see Freddie will progress. Yeah. And this is, I think most people are looking at Summer on the right, but it's really, you know, Rebecca, That's Katie, right. 
to her at the cello. On the cello. <laughs> you know. This is where you first see Joey. Shreddy. Shreddy Krueger. Here it comes. <laughs> Shreddy. <laughs> Joey. What? That's a. Oh. The wave. Yeah. When I saw you do the wave, I was like, okay, that's it. That's my bread that. and butter. This was the first thing we shot. Remember that first day? It was like five degrees outside. No way. That's Remember right. Remember that? Oh. It was freezing cold. And we shot this like a month later on a soundstage. But, um,. I like, again, a little physicality here. This little hurdle, <laughs> little whoop, Rod Milburn. I was over jumping the... over nothing, by the way. <laughs> but it, you had like... a little whoop, little yeah. thing in your step. I always like to look at Robert Tsai, the kid who plays yeah. Lawrence, just to so see this, if he's he about smiling? to start laughing. Yeah. He's always about to. Yeah. You can rest assured. Why didn't anyone I have to say, I think this is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. When you get the band together. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, in a way, the movie really kicks off here, like what will be the movie. Well, that was really important to, me, to you, and I think it was really key. Like, we had to believe you as their Pied Piper leader, right. and we also had to believe they could play. Yeah. We had to, in a very short time, yeah. see that they had the goods. And Remember rehearsing this? It was so fun coming up with these three songs. Like, well, we have to get these real archetypical rock, you know, these. Yeah, you know, that's right. These licks that are identifiable to so many. You know, Iron Man and Smoke on the Water, Back in Black, you know. <laughs> and Joey, because he's a total rock star, it was getting him to be stiff. Right. Like, to say classical stiff kind of guitar player. I don't know if that's totally accurate, but that was the conception to... We had to get him... To loosen up from being stiff, so well, a, yeah, his acting him. is to act like he's doing this for the first time. That's right. That was his big chore, his trajectory. <laughs> to have an arc, he had to pretend yeah. to not know but any we, rock. We, we were playing for the final colors, yeah. like who the kid really is, is who he is at the end. You're right. That was really easy for now, him to let his hair down and rock at the end. Robert here is truly the kid in our cast who had the School of Rock education. That's true. I mean, absolutely no rock reference. Yeah, he had zero rock. But here he is, yes. doing Ray Manzarek proud. Remember rehearsing this? It was like, yeah. this has got to, <laughs> this is one of, my, one of my more favorite of your kind of improv things we worked up. <laughs> this. this, the line. <laughs> and you see Robert's kind of smiling there. I like your look here, the stop. That's perfect. You're, you're perfect. perfect. See, you got the band here. You're you're pumped. You're on That's a roll. Right. You're two for two. You got a guitar. Okay. You got a... What was your name? Katie. Katie, what was that thing you were playing today? The big thing. Cello. Okay. This is a bass guitar, and it's the exact same thing, but instead of playing like this, you tip it on the side. Cello. You've got a bass. Try it on. Okay. Now play this note right here. That's a G. Okay. But let your fingers do the rock and keep that G coming all day long. Well, you know, there was another thing that we didn't get. It was on another take. And you just play this G over, G, G, G. Because mm. that, if it's bass, that's all you have to do. Play the same that's note. Right. We put a little, it was kind of funny. You were talking about bass players. But I think we covered it. Yeah, yeah. We, we get the idea. Let but, your fingers do the rocking. Yeah, but it was like, that's, as a bass player, that's all you'll be doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that that's the audition for drumming. <laughs> 
Oh, God. It was hard because unlike guitar, like, what do you do? No. It's ridiculous that you wouldn't have already soundproofed the room. That's true. But, but where, also, where do we get? What's ridiculous is that I am such a bad drummer <laughs> for me to even. He surpasses you immediately. Yeah. Above it and the, the middle one. No middle one. I changed my mind. Now go an octave below. Now give me some rhythm. It was important that Dewey actually is passionate, but he's knowledgeable. Yeah. He knows his stuff. He's not this lunkhead metal guy who doesn't know his stuff. I like the idea Dewey can read music, yeah. passionate, smart, and it, and obviously finding he's a good teacher. Like That was interesting to me that he could be that guy. That really I does I mean, that's very important, good. I think, for your character. Because like, to me... Okay, now this is here. Okay, here I we actually go. do play my own guitar solo right here. Check it out. Now, while that is a really bad solo, you can see that I make up for badness with passion. Exactly. That goes a long Not way. Not just in the movie, but in, in reality. Pay attention because I do not want to have to fail you. He's not a good teacher, Dewey. He's not a good teacher of anything except for what he does teach, The Rock. Why? Because he loves The Rock. And I've had a couple teachers in my youth that were great teachers, like my acting teacher in uh, ninth grade, Debbie Devine. She loved teaching the acting. She loved, you know, doing it. And that was my most inspirational mm -hmm. teacher. There's nothing as inspiring as, like, inspiration. Someone yeah. who's enthusiastic about what they're talking about, whatever it is. You can make the most boring subject or aspect of life pretty exciting if it's related to you and with that kind of zest, you know. So. Did you have any good film teachers? Not really. I never went to film school. I mean, to me, it was like, it's so sad when you get kind of a lame education. All the subjects that, as an adult, you discover really are interesting. But you look back on your own education and go, God, that was so boringly presented. Some teacher sitting in the front of the classroom reading from the book. You know, it's like, no wonder I didn't learn anything. You know, to me, the film is a lot about a guy finding his niche, you know, in the world that... You know, society could label someone, oh, he's kind of a loser musician dude. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's that, that level of, oh, he kind of finds something, you know, about himself here. Like that, I think that was important that those people we judge out there as, oh, they don't really have anything to offer. You know, it's like, ah, you know, given the right circumstances, everybody has something to offer other people. It's just funny that you do it through illegal means here. You know, yeah. it's total happenstance. And you're, you're being selfish, you know, you're totally doing it for all your own reasons. But... I kind of related to that character who's trying to create his own world somehow, despite everything around him. He's trying to live his dreams. It's fun to watch someone with a passion who has an intentionality. And That's true. And who's lying and manipulating and doing everything to whatever it takes. I have a few friends like that. <laughs> Caitlin, what a talent. Yeah. She's a wonderful little actress. She's so talented she's like witty smart they're all alicia yeah stop before i start crying because i found the missing ingredient like this little smile she gives she had a little <laughs> this was the hardest thing to do in the entire movie miranda is actually a very good singer to get off key and to not for you to believe what you just did there. do you know what i love <laughs> is that all of their parents while we were shooting this we're in a tiny little room, like a half a mile away from us, 
and they they weren't allowed to like sit on the set and watch Whoa. us acting. Did you want fifteen parents, dude? There? Of course not, because <laughs> it goes to my theory no. that it's impossible to rock in front of your parents. And yeah, I I, I discovered true. this when I first played in front of my mom. The first rock show I played in front of my mom was the worst show I've ever done. Not that I, I was stoked that the parents were uncomfortable, but I contend that it's impossible to rock in front of parents. Do you know what I mean? Look at this. I was appalled at the, this is a nice private school in Long Island, and they really are drinking like Kool-Aid. This is their diet, Kool-Aid, a burger. <laughs> I was like surprised that the food was so. Dude, what did you have when you were growing up? Well, probably the same. Sack lunch, maybe. Yeah. Apple. Greens and fried chicken or whatever. Robert Tsai is the king of the universe. Yeah, I agree. Like, this scene mirrors something that actually happened to me. It was the first day of rehearsal. Robert shows up, and this is when you know you've just won the whole thing because he was like, I do not think I should be in the movie. I, I'm not really an actor, so I do not know what's expected of me. Perhaps I should not be in the movie. I'm yeah. like, Robert, that's why you're in the movie, because you're going to be great. But that's when I knew we were on track with him. Well, this was one of the scenes when I read the script the first time. I circled and said, well, this is a scene I'm really looking forward to doing. Mm -hmm. And then this was really important to you, that we have this crazy handshake. I don't remember. No, I remember. We did it one time in rehearsal, and you yeah, were like, like oh, uh, no, gotta okay, do the handshake. don't forget the handshake. But the truth is, I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm doing. It's just a handshake that goes on forever. We did extend it. You just kind of, we did about a bunch no. of takes, but by the last one, you just, it got more and more yeah. elaborate and redonkulous. I remember Mike feeling really strong about having funny nicknames for all the kids. Like, you don't yeah. know the kids' names just yet. You're starting oh, to yeah. learn them, but it was like, it was coming up with nicknames for, for some of the kids. Remember, we had a carrot top in the script, but we didn't have a carrot top actor until we got right. James. But like brace face, I you love, know, blondie. I love Mr. Cool because of yeah. the significance that we exactly. just had. That. I love the way you do it too. I'm it's got cool. a little like, you know, you're already working with it. Yeah. Now this is the great introduction of Brian Paldudo. Oh, that's Billy. right. I mean, these guys kind of go to work and he, he has another agenda. Fancy pants. Okay. <laughs> Fancy pants. Fancy turkey sub. That's a good one. Turkey sub, fancy pants, brace face. Yeah. I love these kids. Little Zachary on the right. God, it's crazy all... that I'm going to put them in charge of building and operating lasers. <laughs> That's what, I mean, this movie, it's so ridiculous, like yeah. so much of this, that yeah. you're doing it straight. There's something kind of wonderful about it's like so. <laughs> this I was scared of. Yeah, I didn't want yeah, to we, call these thirteen-year-old girls groupies. Uh, try ten-year-old girls. Ten-year-old girls. It just seems Nine, so wrong. 10, 11. <laughs> it was like, wait a second. Yeah, you had problems gonna... with this. You had problems. Well, I was. Yeah, I we had to, make to wrap sure. our head around exactly. And I don't think it was even. Was it changed words-wise, or did I just go at it? With, a little bit. It's kind of. You made it simpler. Like, let's just yeah. worship the band. That That's was right. Yeah, just because it was. Because the other one was like, and you'll be telling how great the band is. And that, oh, yeah. you didn't That's feel right. so good about that. You just wanted to keep it simple. And... But as it stands now, it's a funny moment. I'm yeah. glad it stayed in there. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is just you saying groupies. Right. Now, the pledge. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the band. 
This, when you say creative control, that gets a good laugh. I mean, that's kind of a holdover from earlier drafts. Remember how obsessed Dewey was such a kind of a fanatic about like creative control. He was sort of a control freak. That's right. It, it, it's less in the final version, but it, that's a. it's funny that it works here, I, yeah. I'm saying, because you're getting it straight right now. Who's the boss? You know, it's very... You know, if you look closely, Miranda, Summer nailed it. She's the only one who, like, totally, re you know, it's over in the corner, but she said yeah. it all perfect. I love this moment. Oh, that that's good, she's, yeah. Miranda's just sitting here. I'm working on this little research. grimace. Yeah. She's done her groupie research. Mm -hmm. She is not pleased. Like, you kind of know something's up here. I know I'm busted. Some pretty... Look at how cold it was. Oh, remember? It was ridiculous. I remember it was... It felt colder than it was, though. It felt oh, like it was no. zero. It was cold. It was five, but it felt zero. Yeah. No, I think it was 14. Yeah. But 14 is still very Poor Miranda. cold. Miranda. I remember she was purple in between takes. Where, I mean, that's the bigger issue. Where why, were, yeah. why were we shooting this film in New York? I mean, that's kind of where it was all, you know, but it's not really set there. Remember, I talked about, well, I live in Texas, so I'm like, hey, we could shoot this in yeah. you know, a lot of private schools around Dallas or Houston. It would have been always fun to New do York. it in Austin. It and it would have been cheaper. Sure would. But the truth is, the something about the coldness and the crispness. It worked. It works. Works with the tightness and the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Of the it's not a. I like that it was sort of a fall winter type movie. Yeah. It, the oppression of the schools. First thing you do when you start a band. Um, Mr. Schneebly, before we start, shouldn't I first take attendance? Okay, fine. Now, Michelle? Here. Okay. And Marco? Here. Okay. Uh, Summer? Here. <laughs> now, this is the biggest no-no you could ever do. Actually touch a kid like that and push a kid. Shove her? <laughs> That's like the ultimate taboo, you know? Like, you never, never touch a kid these days. No, I mean, when I was a kid, anymore. they would give us paddlings and beatings. and But, yeah. like, now, no. Come on. Your, your reaction That's here to these. You, shortstop. Puff Daddy. Wrong. I wonder if I'm ever going to meet Puff Daddy and be in like, he'll big be like, trouble hey, with man. him. No, he'll like it. <laughs> I, I worry about that because I'm a huge Liza Minnelli fan. Yeah. You know, in the script, it was Bette Midler. I kind of shifted it over to Liza because <laughs> I love Liza Minnelli. I flew across the country to watch her on Broadway and doing sure. songs from her dad's movies. And uh, and so I would hope she would appreciate But you never, you kind of worry when you're doing a riff. It's true. It does cross your mind. Didn't you say you didn't get into a puffy party one time? Yes, it's true. So hey, he deserves no, it. True. Don't feel bad. Don't I feel got bad. back at him. You got that's your <laughs> that's your payback. <laughs> it's just funny to me that he would say, "Who do you like?" and then say, "Wrong." Yeah. What? Come on. <laughs> like, that's his blowhard. That's really I mean, funny. On paper, there's a lot to not like about you know he's, he's this kind of blowhard ego that was funny to you but i remember funny. that rock appreciation and theory the way you said theory that there has to be two separate things there <laughs> well you know uh -huh. there's always that in like advanced studies it's and theory i mean since i'm band manager and i have the most responsibility summer if you grade grub one more time, I will send you back to the first. It's funny grade. what's it? what's funny to different ages. Like grade grub gets a big right. laugh with little kids, right? Whereas the adults just kind of would yeah. never laugh at grade grub. Why is that? A lot that funny? of levels here. Which I wrote. Let's hear it. What? Let's hear your song. You want to hear my song? 
I'll play you my song if you want to hear it. I was really insecure about this, well, it this upcoming shot when I first saw it because you didn't cut away from me when I'm playing I my song. You called me up. I was I was nervous for you to see the movie anyway, but then you you said, "Hey, it's all cool except that one shot. It's a lot of me." Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to cut away to something, but that was the conception. It was, I'm just I, not I used totally, to seeing that I long totally, a shot either. It's kind of if you can get away with that on a, in a studio film, it's kind of fun. That's cool. But I, I thought. It would, it totally, if you had any doubts, it totally sells his reality of his world. It's not a trick. Right. This is you. This That's is Dewey <laughs> full on. It's just, there's something on an unconscious level to the viewer. I think it just, in some way, you have to accept he's the real deal, you know, in his own, yeah. that he can nail this. Look at how slow that move yeah, it's, it's is, man. It's a slow move, slow little dolly move. <laughs> Creeping along. It grew on me over time, it but creeped. the first time I saw it, I was like, cut to someone else's face smiling <laughs> or something. Well, the humor of the piece where you're like, that's dry ice. All the asides. Right. Remember as we worked on that, that was so essential to like, right. like these kind of asides, chimes, dry ice. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> we did about what, eight takes of this? Yeah, this was and, one of the later ones. Yeah, this is probably about like six or so. Usually, I feel like my best take is the first take, but sometimes this was so I mean difficult. Right. I mean, you make it look easy. I can't imagine doing anything harder. I wrote that little that little nugget. The what? The song there. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah. Mine. Totally. Didn't make it onto the soundtrack album, unfortunately. That's because of the people who own you elsewhere, right? But no, I remember talking about what would his song be. I like that it you caught a perfect balance between personal, like the rent issues like in his own life, but then he had these kind of grandiose I don't know. Just to sing about your own hardcoreness seems right. So you like the idea of Dewey as kind of full of it sort of grandiose about yeah. in the end of time it was big, big themes, <laughs> big themes, you know, yeah. he was thinking about, but then but it was also personal, like I like that Dewey's working from a place of hurt and yeah. anger, maybe. Yeah. There's a certain bit of, like, I'll show you. Yeah. And so that you could combine those both in one song, I think, was really impressive. The way it shifts tones there. Well, you know, there was I mean, a time I thought, I'm going to write all the music in the movie. Yeah, that was the initial. And then I gave up. and <laughs> But at least I got that one in there. Yeah. Mr. Mm-hmm. There's Jordan Clare. And Veronica. Jordan Claire Green and Veronica Afflerbach. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. Afflerbach. That, that was a fun when you came yeah. back with It's a Science. This is all one shot, so there were That's right. good things about different ones. and We had to. Yeah, it's cool how many of those you got, the one shot wonders. It's kind of nice on a reality level, but it, it often limits you because, like, say, the first part of that was better than the second. You know, sometimes there's a slight little compromise. Right. Hopefully not. You have to. She's always right on the brink of slapping me or screaming at me. <laughs> or grabbing you by the shoulders or something I to, love like, that. straighten you up. <laughs> She's got... Brian was he took to that role so well. He's great. He just had so much fun with it, you know. What'd you find, Brian? Did he come in on audition? Yeah, came in just like all the other kids. Cool. Every kid who came in had to not only do a scene or two, but also had to do a 
play an instrument or sing a song. So you didn't discover Brian sang any of the Send kids, in the Clowns. Like in the 40s and 50s, like Lucille Ball would try to be discovered by at hanging out at a drugstore or whatever. At a soda fountain or something. Right. You didn't famous. discover anybody like that. Nobody came okay. in. I mean, there's a myth out there that these are non professional actors. The exact band, those kids didn't have a lot of acting experience. Right, but, but the rest of the kids. Everybody yeah. else, those kids are pros. That's true. I don't know. It bugs me when I read a cast of non professionals. I yeah. mean, bull. Various levels of experience, but you know they've got headshots, resumes. They come to auditions. You do scenes. They've got agents. You know, it's. Right. I mean, they were that, but they weren't like the worst kind of that. You know, That's with the true. heavy stage moms and all that BS. But they were—they were like we were looking for like real kids who just happen to be interested in acting and have some experience. Oh, we got the acapella version of your song, but this is the version ultimately. The, the live version we're going to hear of the band, yeah. that arrangement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember on the day, we just worked up with the girls singing, like, oh, go sit over here and sing the chorus. You know, What's, like, we'll get it in the Rob? shot. I think that's these that's two little... <laughs> it's so, I love it's that. so funny. <laughs> Freddie kicking it on the drums here. Boom, boom, boom. Remember, I mean, just like... It's like we need you being band leader, like yeah. tightening these kids up a little bit, you know. Like, That's right. This is another opportunity to show yeah, that. And now we have to. This is the next. The this is the next input on on Zach's, you know, loosening him up to be a rock star. That's right. Like you came up with all this robotronic, yeah. loosey goosey. The kids love the loosey goosey. Yeah. I know, and you know what? It's perfect. But the thing is, rock is about the passion, man. Key idea right there, I think. You're the lead guitarist, and we are counting on you for some style. Brother? Well, later I say it's all about getting mad at the man. But that's well, not all about it. It's also about the passion. <laughs> There's about a lot of different oh, things. Mixed messages here. I've sent some mixed, uh, yeah, mixed some signals. mixed lessons. Yeah, now raise your <laughs> Remember you just told, I like the way that the guitars he are crossing. He takes to this lesson so yeah. well, though, wouldn't he? And we get look the, at him the sell eyes. that thing, baby. Joey, way he to go, saw. rocker. Yeah, we'll look there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was gold when he did it on yeah, the day. That on the looked day. so good. <laughs> I love that flying V guitar. The yeah. Joey. Your homework is to listen to some real music. Little Zeppelin. Little Zeppelin. For Blondie. Little Blondie. 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 For Lawrence. <laughs> yes. Okay, that was my call to give him a... Give him because I really do believe that is the best keyboard solo in the history oh, of rock. Yeah, that was so fun on this you movie. You agree to with actually, me. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. And Roundabout. We, absolutely. And, well, we went with, I mean, Rick Wakeman Neil and Pert. Neil Peart. Like, we yeah. hit these archetypes of... Like who you might want to introduce someone to. It's true. I and we carry I stand it behind. I stand behind all of these CD recommendations. Absolutely. I mean, we only do this once. We're not going to mess around and throw something out there we don't yeah. believe. But it was fun to carry it all the way through. Like at the final show when you see that cape on Robert, you like to think, for those yeah. who know Rick Wakeman, that he might wear a cape. Check out how, like, how sad. He's yeah. really, I love that. I love his performance. He's probably the most different. I mean, yeah. the kids, we kind of wanted them to be somewhat themselves. Yeah. Joey has to be the least like himself for the most amount of the movie. You know what I mean? A kind of sullen kid. That's true, but this one's got a dark uh, a dark secret as well. 
Miriam. Her secret fear. There's some well, good. Uh, just a shyness. I think she sells it so well. That's true. I mean, that's really uh, kind of her. I mean. It was hard to pick the exact right song. She sang a Whitney Houston when she came in on yeah. audition. When she hit the... Do you know... Like your little, I think this was a last-second yeah, choice Yeah, there here. was a couple we were playing with, but She wanted works. to party with this one at the last minute, and I think it was a good call. Yeah. I don't remember what the other one she was doing. There were a couple out there. There that was a gospel song. That one gives me the song. shivers. When she sings that, when I saw that in the theater, I got, I got little chingly yeah. shivers. Is it that a word, Chingley? It was kind of a Broadway, another Broadway song where you think like, what she, what would be her reference? But this right. made the most sense, like a show tune kind of thing. This is what I love about this song that you picked here. Yeah, Roadrunner, Richmond. Look at how I walk right to it. Bum, yeah, bum. you look like a Roadrunner. It's just this right is, on the beat, though. And this is arguably one of the first punk songs. Did you pick that song because it went right with my walk in there? You know how this is in post. You just try different songs, right. and that one had the right. Spunk it went to right it with my but power march. You gotta love the sentiment too. So I'm in love with rock and roll. So here comes Zach's dad. He's like the. I mean, it was written sort of okay. There's some pressure from parents and didn't want to hit it too hard, but it it is good to feel. That's got like a real that kind feel of, to it. Mike really believed in this. Like he really thought the songwriter. I remember going. Eh, I felt a little formulaic for you know, but he really like felt strong about we hey. really need there's a reason this kid shut down and he sometimes that. formulas are right like oh e yeah. equals mc squared <laughs> that's a good formula <laughs> there's a formula for you i think that guy no, the no, guy that this plays genre, his father plays have, it so oh, real Tim, too yeah he's great because he's not he's in a believable way he's and not i love like, those evil black gloves that he wears frothing. yeah he's a volvo driving father he's not frothing at the mouth but it's that kind of pressure oh, yeah kind of and guy. that was important i remember that was important in the rewrite that that happened right before this scene to carry it into yeah. the scene. Absolutely. You know, the storytelling is pretty tightly constructed, even though it feels pretty loose, but, like, everything's an input. Like, the band is right. progressing, and and this is... A, this is a lesson I about love your, anger I know. and rock. Your improv lesson, spontaneous improv lesson here, yeah. was all about, you know, shaking the kids up and... And hey, but really and making a connection with uh, with, with Zach. Uh, Zach too, saying hey, yeah, indirectly, it's all about that. Your dad is kind of a beehole. Let's sing about it. <laughs> it was taking. I think it's the best lesson about art and creativity that you pull something out of your own life, and this is the basic. Like so much of rock and roll, there's that rebellious. There's like the sexual release type spirit, right? And then there's like rebellion, and this we sort of tapped into the rebellion that it was like. Okay, what makes you mad? It's the base level, but... That's what's cool about the movie, too, I think, is that while it's sweet, it's got this kind of subversive undercurrent going through it. <laughs> well, we were having our own rocking. fun. We were having our yeah. own fun with this. You know, you got, you got to. No allowance. It's the most simple stuff. Allowance, bullies, chores, you know? Yeah. The fact that you could actually whip up a song about this. This but, was a really hard song to do yeah. in the movie because bullies. I love it when he says bullies. Yeah, another Cole <laughs> delivery. That's just Cole <laughs> is the master. Cole He's so simple. Is, he just. I don't know. 
Let me see. The, so there's obviously a connection between this scene and then Zach writing his own song. You know, it's sort of simple, but it it works yeah. storytelling wise. That's true. Remember, we argued about the step off. I, I was really reaching for another word that meant that. I like you love off. step off. Uh, yeah, I and liked I, it. I ultimately do too. I mean, very much. I just this had to be convinced. This is hard here, though. Is oh, going yeah. back and forth from me. Them, you, yeah. It was fun to cut yeah. loose here. and I mean, this is like the whole... <laughs> this was spontaneous. Those are all real laughs. That wasn't planned. You did kick over the desk. I love that last little look. I mean, this all was legit. That I mean, Gila monster scream that I do really kind of... <laughs> that scares me to see it now. Who was that? I know. Who was that guy who emerged? I was temporarily possessed. I loved it. I loved to see that. You show the kids that that's okay. Wait. All this. <laughs> little nepotism. That's short for nepotism. I think it is. You're a little clever there. <laughs> you like the yo-yo ma. Remember you were, <laughs> we were just, the assignment on this day was like, what are we going to be talking about before we get down there? We want to, so you just sort of worked up all this. I, you know I don't just cool go over all the kids' heads. This goes over the adults' heads. Dude. I'm hungry for some of those tater tots, man. I know. Those look good now. I was just ragging on their <laughs> diet, but it actually looks pretty good. It looks good to me. Some fruit punch and some tater tots. Uh, the, the big board. The legendary board. God, we spent weeks on that. I remember putting it up like a week before and letting the cast and crew comment because I didn't want everybody's... I hate these things when someone has the definitive family tree of the history of whatever. Inevitably, you just want to pick it apart. So... Yeah. At least everyone got to criticize and have some input. And That's true. It became a group project. It got the whole cast and crew kind of all uh, well, on the same page. Well, what was good was that by the time it was time to shoot that yeah, scene, we were done. It with, felt like it was done. Yeah, we had signed. Everyone had signed. Yeah. Off. Like Rebecca's little expression uh -huh. here. <laughs> Rebecca's great. Cute. Yeah. See, we see the little input. These montages are great because you can just, all the little in storytelling inputs, like he's going to be the uh, computer guy. That windmill is so ferocious. Yeah. I love this footage that you picked for this montage. Oh, it was so fun, like picking all these little bits. I thought, oh, and we're going to really do this history of rock. <laughs> ah, that's the best. This one here. Because of what he well, does and right here. <laughs> Hello. And we, so you had royalty. some commentary there. You didn't make the montage, no, but you were talking not. there. That was very funny. Right. Summer mm -hmm. business. I love montages for this reason. You you get so much economical storytelling. That's true. Like, it, this buys us, the time frame in the movie is roughly three weeks. Yeah. And this buys us about a week and a half. Right. Of, uh, you know, you work out a timeline for everything. That's cool. I love yeah. the slideshow, the digital slideshow, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because someone said, oh, oh you don't way, have Iggy in the no, movie. I said, we do have Iggy. That's, that's him. True. He's the first slide. Don't tell me we don't have Iggy. And by the way, when I'm clicking that clicker, I'm anticipating because it, I had no control. Yeah, yeah, we're faking it. I love getting Buddy, Buddy Rich, Rich and like Art Tatum. Melting into to Keith Moon. Art Blakely, excuse me. Um, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's a great look. It's sinking into his brains. Yes. 
Yeah, I do love that shot when he's sitting uh -huh. there just taking it in. Yeah. There was a budding romance in the script between okay, these two. Okay, wait a second. I just want to go on the record right now and say that Meg White might be my favorite drummer. Yeah, absolutely. I feel bad if, if they take this as a That's as a not cut. a diss. Here's the just thing. Just the fact that they're talking about them. Meg White has psychic powers. I've witnessed it. Well, I hope she knows that was a loving tribute. That's of course, of course. Like, he wishes, you know, he's just acting tough. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Just a reminder, Parents Tonight is coming up, and I do expect everyone to have a presentation. Okay, what you did here on this one take to actually, each one we did something different, but you put, you buttered your hand to... Is that true? Does butter actually heal a burn? Well, tell us. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that coffee wasn't really hot, of it, course. No, it seems like a you thing sold to it. Do. You sold it, dude. Yeah. I have to say. <laughs> Best defense is a good offense. And um, look, Bernard, now that I see you, I love her little improv when oh, she's yeah, talking about the peanut tray. Yeah. And the, yeah, there was more of that. It was very funny. So, important little seed planted here. Yeah, this is crucial. <laughs> And you don't I get think the payoff till like 20 minutes later. A little bit later, later but um, it's, it's, you Where think we I hit it home hard enough? On her. Do we hit it hard enough here? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Is there a connection? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Ding. But Doesn't still, it's important. Yeah. No, it has to work in that. This is when the school's I love scary. that school, man. Oh, Look it's at beautiful. that. Yeah. That's Staten Wagner Island, College. Some school in St Wagner. What? Wagner. Wagner's college. I think it's Wagner. It looks like a Wagner. Yeah. So here's the sneak out. This van was a lot of fun. Decorating. Okay, I just said let's do this. That's Actually, a jack. I stole that. I stole that from Dave Grohl. He uh, credit Dave with that one. Sometimes he would say less. Paging less, less, less do this. <laughs> that became one of our running, running. Yeah, you know, less do themes. this. <laughs> Three points. That's very clever. I didn't go to private schools. Did you? I did. Did you? Eleventh and twelfth grade. I went to uh, a private school. Those are probably good years to be in a private school. But I worry about kids this huh. age when you're ten and eleven. Right. 12, it seems kind of weird that there's so much parental like expectation and there's a lot of pressure on kids to like oh if you do bad poorly in this fifth grade you're not going to get into that junior high and then you won't get into that prep school and then you won't get into Yale that's and crazy. it's like oh it's crazy yeah it's so like, oh, that's not what life's about he's gone every last one of you hey there's Nikki cat Actor Nikki Cat making a little cameo appearance. Hey, you want a piece of me? That was cool of him to come down and do it. <laughs> you know why he did it? Why? Because you were the director. Um, he wouldn't we've have worked together before. He wouldn't have thrown down in a, in a tiny part for anyone that was no. just some somebody he no. didn't know. We go way back. But yeah, he, uh, he's he had fun, and he's you know he's an amazing. I buy him character actor. Is that Alicia Marta doing? No. They can't sing like This is another one of the scenes I loved. 
when yeah, I this first was read another it, I didn't circle. want him to touch. It, which is weird because it's kind of a sensitive scene. You like the Why sensitive. did I love the sensitive scene so much? I, I think it shows your sensitive side, Jeff. There was one thing that was cut out of this. I remember, well, yeah. it wasn't cut out, but some takes I did it and some takes I didn't. Mm -hmm. The, I'll point it out when else. it comes up here. Yeah. The weight weight problem. Yeah. Okay, she's a big lady, but when she starts singing, she blows people's minds. Everybody wants to party with Aretha. And um, you know who else has a weight issue? Are you ready for a bombshell? Me. Right. Yeah. Are you ready for a bombshell? But you know, it's probably better without it. I trim that out because. Although it was very funny, it was going a little off the course. Right. You know? It's not really and like, about, yeah. Like, th there's a certain sincere quality yeah. through all this. Even though it's kind of wacky. But, like, that was one step. I don't know. Ultimately, it was a tad. It, although funny, it was one of those choices. Although funny, a little distracting, maybe, from the... Yeah. Like, it was good to see you just kind of straight up. I mean, as straight as Dewey's going to get here. Miriam really sincere. brought the she, Miriam really brought her A game to that scene oh, too. Yeah. That was crucial. We needed yeah. her to I mean, kind of. You can't be any better than her. We that, needed her know? to act that act her butt off in that scene. Yeah. She really did great. Yeah, I couldn't have been more happy. You know, kids, there are various levels of volatility in their performances. I never worried about Miriam. She was always like hammering nails. You know, just boom, boom. How scary would it be though if your kid was lost for a while? That's got to be pretty scary stuff. <laughs> That's why I'll never have one. <laughs> what if I lose him? What if I lose him? Hey, man. Hey. You think you're pretty funny partying with this was a longer scene, too. Remember, you kind of threw a tantrum and threw a beer can. Oh, yeah. It, was, it got a little more wound <laughs> up. Again, it was that kind of... This was the second half of the scene we just jumped to. I love your little point here that you kind of... <laughs> Well, in the end, the movie can only be so long. You got to start yeah. trimming something. Right. It's always like that. But yeah. And there was more here too. But you listen to me. Those aren't real. This to me bordered on like two after-school special or whatever. Uh -huh. There was a quality here that it. Because remember, he was just trying to have fun. Remember, he had a lecture about. Oh, let me tell you something about fun. Oh yeah. I've had been, it wasn't that much fun. You know, got a little more. I, I thought just, that yeah. was the more important sentiment, like one great show. To me, that was the more storytelling, less lecture -y, more storytelling. But, yeah. you know, editing is sort of, you know, slowly rewriting a little bit. But So that was that great theater that we found, right? In Staten Island. Is we found. Listen how decrepito. I say we found. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Your spirit was with us every now, scouting trip. You approved it. But if you would have walked in and said, this place sucks, we wouldn't have. You know, that would have meant something. Everyone always says that casting is 90% of directing, but how much is scouting? It's all the above, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's casting, it's... It's casting your collaborators, your costume people, your hair people, your... Hey, you there's know. Frank Whaley. You know, I love that Frank is. Frank did this as a favor. Yeah. To me, I called him up and asked him if he would, and it's kind of one of these cameo things. I think it's kind of funny to have Robbie Krieger from the Doors movie now here being the. Uh, yeah, that's you know. right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's always cool to get people that are overqualified. Overqualified. For a small role. His cup runneth over. <laughs> 
This was a tricky little shot. Because it went in three stages. Yeah. Here we Remember? stopped. And we, that's we the end of the shot, closer. right? And then he's going to walk off. Go on the move. Yeah. I love, see this little production design detail in the background? Yeah. Where the decrepit wall meets the floor? That's, we made that. Nice. That, that wall is nicer. That was Jeremy Conway, a production designer in my whole art department. I just see that kind of detail you got. It makes a big difference. The yellowing paper in the background. This lobby, as we remember, isn't the actual lobby from that theater in Staten Island. This is a different location. Right. So, but we had to match the decrepitness of the other place to this. So. Yeah. Their terminal. Every last one. But I was eating the same pizza there that day that I was on the day that we shot in the theater. Right. So it's all the same. We found the best pizza in Staten Island. Finally and found it. I ate that thing till the Whatever cows Whatever borough we were in, you, you kind of picked a restaurant. It's Luger's true. over in Brooklyn? Don't tell people I had Luger's for lunch every day. Because that's <laughs> just, just not did. true. No. I had it once every three days. Tops. No. Maybe one time I had Peter Luger's steak two days in a row. It's really decadent because it's, uh, it's probably the best steak in the universe. It's very expensive. But I felt that I needed it if I was going to be at my peak, peak acting performance. You're dying, remember? Okay, coming up, our Led Zeppelin song that we worked so hard for. Hell like yeah. It's kind of a drab neighborhood and the car driving, but it's uh, like the spirit in the car. That is so bitchin'. And then the skull, vibrating skull. And we had three different songs yeah, that we, we might have gone with. Yeah, we had to cover ourselves. Let's not say what the other songs were. No, I don't want to put them down. They were good. We, but they this was good. by far the best, right? This take, I love your little hammer of the gods. You, you <laughs> add a little gold. That. <laughs> yeah. This was this. This is one of my favorite scenes. It's very, it's, you know, it's a fun spirited. But uh, well, just the fact that our... you have these fifth graders when they should be in class, they're riding around in a van, yeah. listening to Led Zeppelin. I mean, Smoke it doesn't get out of the any thing. better than that. And we have this victory without and ever having actually auditioned. I know, that's double victory. We emerge victorious. <laughs> I love this here. As it should be. Hey, Mr. S. Mm-hmm. We have a name for the band. The thing that uh, makes me laugh is that some kids, even at like the age of six that I've talked to that have seen the movie, they get, not everything, but certain elements, like they get that he's pretending to be a substitute teacher. He's pretending. <laughs> he's not, but he. That just makes me laugh that they really <laughs> dig that. He's pretending and that's naughty. <laughs> yeah, this it has an element of like misbehaving and everything in it so wrong. Yeah, you know, almost everything he does is just so. <laughs> He's lying. He's wrong. He's lying. What's our message here? We're teaching kids it's okay to lie. No, you know what I think the message is? The message isn't for the kids. The message is for the adults, the parents. Don't be lame. Exactly. Parents. Don't forget. To yeah. rock and roll. Even if parents can rock and roll. If there is a message. Oh, yeah. That's I'm sorry it. Sorry to interrupt, but Miss Lemon said she heard music coming from the classroom. Music? Uh, music. I haven't heard any music. 
Uh-oh, you know what? Miss Lemons must be on crack, right, kids? I remember I was scared to say that line, too. I felt like that was a... That was kind of an issue. It's funny. <laughs> that might have been rated R. But then I was like... Sometimes the lines that you're scared to say end up being the best lines because you work a little harder to make it uh, acceptable. Just the fact that it, it kind of raised a little flag means right. you're in a territory that either could work or could right. not. Like you're in a, it's worth kind of going for, maybe. I like that shot, too, of the lonesome guitar, so naked and exposed. <laughs> Whose fault was that in the whole scheme of, how did that get left behind? Well, I handed the guitar to Carrot Top. Uh, Carrot Top screwed up. Carrot Top Carrot fumbled Top. the ball, apparently. Yeah, he bricked. So, please, just... <laughs> if you cut to Carrot Top right now, his face would be as red as his hair. That's right. Okay. As it should be. Embarrassed at the foible. As it should be. Like there, there he is. is. There he is, that little Carrot Top. <laughs> Some fancy footwork here. Yeah. Okay, Mike, Mike, Mike wrote the lyrics to this song, and uh, I don't know if he was ever satisfied. This is the one scene I, I always got a sense that Mike didn't totally. I don't know. Did you ever get that? No. Okay, good. But he maybe you saw something back. that I didn't see. Okay, now the actual. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes. Oh, absolutely. But I'll say this. Mike wrote the lyrics, wrote, but all this but stuff. The, the music is well, more than a little bit of a you know a tribute to um, uh, schoolhouse rock. Yeah. No, it ain't. Caitlin's so good. No, it's nine. No, like to throw in. I was testing you. She's got a nice vibrato. No, I didn't mean. I mean, Mike was like, I think it's one of the few times that I don't think we were going well, beyond what. You know. I think he wanted the melody to be more of like a straight up folksy. Maybe the, I, it was in the melody where I sensed the discontent. Yeah. But I needed. Hey, I so needed, what? He's just the writer. I needed a little something yeah. more to party with, with melody wise. Well, you had fun with the six times a billion. You wanted to. I wanted to say. I get more hyperbolic. With that the, was one of those times where after we were done with it, a few hours later, I thought of something I wish right. I would have done. I wish I would have said, six times a zillion is. <laughs> zillion, yeah. Not being a Maybe real. it's for the best, though, that I kept it a, a billion. billion. Zillion doesn't even sound like a number. But it <laughs> is a number, I think. How many zeros? On a, zero? a lot more than a billion. Not, a, not as many as a skadillion. Though. And definitely not as many as a Google. Google. Look at Bacon. the love that's blossoming there between me. It and is. I think it's going somewhere. You know, teaching. Do you think maybe we can grab some coffee? Can't really teach someone how to have a good time. You can just have a good time, and then it gets and it's kind of infectious. Exactly. You have to see it's okay to have a good time. That there's permission to be had. I think we're sort of everyone's so approached in this culture. I, I mean, my farther reaches of paranoia in like social molding and control is school teaches you to be a good worker which isn't creative necessarily it's like how to be a trained monkey to do your job and to cause as little problems as possible so if that's the goal of the system they're certainly not going to teach you to be you know too creative or have too much fun that's not in their quotient you know <laughs> for the whole process so you have to find that on your own but once you find that 
the oh yeah you know the little I think the human spirit will always rebel and have a little fun the subversive thing from the corner and that was kind of the spirit of this movie was a lot of fun of I felt we were the delinquent sort of in the corner we're in this official system like the movie is sort of an official you know it's a Hollywood entertainment right you know it's a studio film going out to potentially a, a large audience but it was like us kind of having our little fun you know on the side within the within the whole project I don't know. It had a great streak of fun, rebellious spirit that I thought Dewey was about. Yeah. It's like he's the wrong guy to be in that situation, which made it so fun, you know. You stay right there. I'm going to go put on And Joan is so great. Like that little cough. When she, now, this song originally was going to be a different Fleetwood Mac yeah, song. Yeah, it was less Stevie. It was more... But then Joan was like... The chain. Joan no, wanted was this that the song. One? It will never... It was that. Yeah. But in rehearsals... I could tell Joan had a strong, yeah. strong personal affinity to Edge of Seventeen. That's right. <laughs> when you flapped your little wings here, that was the first. Oh, it's a nice segue around. too to go from wings to little Michael Jackson. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> That's a weird combo. You're right. It's a great segue though, right from the '70s to the '80s. That's true. Or the early '80s to the later. Well, this song is actually, what, 81? 80, 81? I know. Oh, man. I don't know, It was man. Stevie Solo. You think so Stevie will like all this? I remember when we it's rehearsed this. It's a this. loving tribute to Stevie. Remember when we rehearsed this? It was all about... We rehearsed it to this song. Yeah. Until we nailed it perfectly on the... Ah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, let's try to hit... Yeah, the end of the scene right on the... See, Dewey never gives up here. He's always working her. Yeah. Every scene with her, he's like, from the get-go, it's field trip, you know, field trip, getting out of class. He's always yeah. plotting. <laughs> it's hard to sing along with a... Because you can't have live music, but you had those little earwigs. That's true. We were that, listening to the song yeah. in a little... A little earwig. A little Danny Michael, our, our brilliant sound guy, has little earwigs. Tomorrow, keeping your head over water, making a wave where you can, temporarily off, good time, here's a credit ripoff, good time, scratch it out. I remember picking good times. We did a lot of different variations here. Another one being the journey. Didn't she just throw that in? The could you we stop just, that? Uh huh. She just did that one take. She just shut me up. Just would you stop? <laughs> That's funny. You know, this is the first remember we did variations of what song you were doing. You had that journey one. Oh na, yeah. Na, na, na. Oh yeah. That was pretty funny too. It was tough to, but you had got to get good times in there if you can. It's good to have the choices, right? Mm -hmm. we always yeah, yeah. Had you like kept. We did like songs four different, different sections. Yeah. Intimidated. They hate me. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They sure do. I can see. I wasn't always like this, you know. I wasn't always. You know, we actually did a test screening. You don't know this, but where we dropped this scene entirely. This oh, scene. man. Believe it or not. I would have missed it. Oh, absolutely. I did it. Just it was one of those idea. It was like a bold idea for the 
keeping the thing moving. Right. But it was like, it just decimated her character. No, yeah. It's just like, it was like, she went from being liking Joan to like, why is Joan so underutilized in this movie? Like, because it's so essential for her character to, to, oh, yeah. to feel that, what she's doing here. It's funny, but it, you know, it's, it's her character, pressure. I never wanted to be. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I am. It's so, like, for Joan to come up with that, to not say it out loud, just just mouth it. It's so crucial Uh, to set this up, too, so that later when she's freaking out with the parents, you have a real sense of... uh, When she puts her head in the corner, it's like, this is up against. She is living her worst nightmare. Yeah. And right from the moment you looked at her, she looks at you right there? Yeah. That is, that scene continued. Yeah. She crawled in your lap. That's right. That's when the legendary makeout scene that was legendary, cut out but is no more. I know why it was cut out, though. It was political reasons. Well, plus, if, you ma- if I made out with her, <laughs> then when she finds out I'm a fraud, that would yeah, just be it was one of those too things, unforgivable. It's one of those things that's in itself is really funny, but it ultimately opened a can of worms that never, we never could resolve or. It was just a subtle thing. Like, we had one screening, I think, and it was like, eh. Check out these costumes that these kids are wearing. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Hey, it's Glitter Rock. I was kidding. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, hey, ho, ha. So we get the first hint of the song to be. This is something I wrote. You wrote a song? Didn't we get this song in the nick of time? Oh, my gosh. That was one of the worst, you know, like I describe it as the music industry meeting the film industry. Yeah. And to me, the film industry is all about preparation, planning, rehearsal. And schedule. Music and schedule. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, we got the Battle of Bands coming up. We got to have this song. We got to plant the seed here in this scene. And music, I swear to God, it's all about pulling it together at the last minute. It's, it's not, yeah, music's not really about it's deadlines not on, yeah. in the same way. Yeah, and they couldn't quite get on our vibe. Okay, that's it. You guys rock we were having these lunch meetings. Yeah. And like, hey, where is it? Where is and it? we weren't like that Chicago movie where everyone had all their songs done no. before the 30 filming years ever ago. Started. Yeah. Yeah, no, We no, no, actually no. had to get all this music together. And when we figured out that I wasn't the musical genius I claimed to be... <laughs> We had to find somebody to write some songs lickety-split. That's right. It was your idea to get the Mooney Suzuki, you know, who it wasn't I was a so, fan. It wasn't oh. so much my idea as I just saw them open for the Strokes like two weeks before we shot this scene. I know. It's like, hey. And they kicked its ass, and I asked them would they do it, and by God, they... They came through big time, though. Yeah. They really did. Because they, they caught the right vibe, you know. Like, we sort of live or die with this song. If this sucked, if you didn't kind of like it, I mean, we got nothing, you know? It's true. I mean, it's just good enough, you know? And you sort of believe he could have written these lyrics that that Mike came up with. Also, with some prompting. That's true. I love, like, showing the inner workings of a band, how you would work on a song. So many movies and media depictions of of music you only see the final product you see the performance but to have you stopping and hey this would be better or give me some you know to show how That's you do true. it like if you're a kid and you're thinking about being in a band like oh maybe this is how you rehearse a little bit you know it's like That's the behind true. the scenes 
fun. You, you know. want to see the process. And like, and what you say right here about the, let me do a solo here. All that comes to pass, remember? You do in the final song take a solo there. This That's is sort true. of funny, and I left it in because you, you just sort of threw all this shit in. But I'm glad you left that in. But but I wouldn't have done it if it didn't really really happen. Like because later he does take a solo. Later you take the first solo yeah. in the final show. It's like you call it right there. In reality, that's the closest I'll ever come to playing that solo, is singing it. <laughs> but you've gotten so good at singing solos. My ventrilo solo technique. I know, it's your ventrilo own. Ventrilo solo. You've raised it to a high art form Thank you. at this point. every last stinking one of you. So let's just give this everything we got. We may fall on our faces, but if we do, we will fall with dignity, with a guitar in our hands and rock in our hearts. And in the words of ACDC, we rolled tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. Ross, excuse me, just want to remind you about our little field trip tomorrow. What field trip? The educational concert we were talking about. That's cool how that shot would kind of catch up to Joan walking already. Yeah, we kind of pass her, pull her into the shot. As few cuts as possible. Good in that. You're still lying your way through this with the Mozart. And Preparations, there's not enough time. I don't know anything about it. Where is it? Bro, I've got it all covered. What's going on? Are you mad at me or something? No, no, Ned, I'm sorry, I'm just... Rohair. Rohair. Stouffer's? Yeah. Or is Dutch it Stouffer's? Well, if you want to get all American, Roger Stouffer's. Yeah. No, but it's a Rohair Stouffer. Like, like those delicious uh, pizzas. We're talking about the cameraman. Stouffer's pizzas. Rohair Stouffer's. And a great Jim McConkie, my um, Steadicam operator, A yeah. camera, he was... So great. I mean, you know, just... We had a lot of steady cam in this movie, but without trying to be too obvious, there's a few shots that really scream out. But... Yeah. Big difference in this world between a mediocre steady operator and one of the best. Yeah. Big difference. If you have any doubt, look at the presidents on the wall during a shot. If they're lined up, you know, mediocre one, you'll be cutting off, like, George Washington will be out of the shot, and... Nixon will be in, you know, like, right. but he keeps it level. Just look at the level. Right. I thought you were saying because George Washington is more important than Nixon, <laughs> he should make Arguably, it. yes. Forest Green Prep for $1,200. I've never even worked there. What are you doing? Calling the school. Hi, this is... This was a tough monologue, man. I really... Oh, yeah. I had to learn this... More backwards and forwards than any of my other lines because of how fast I had to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't have the best memory in the universe, so when I have to say stuff fast, then I really have to learn it. They called looking for a sub, and I said I was you just to make some money, but then I got there and I don't even think we use the whole thing. Doesn't Mike look like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Huh? Let me see. When they had that first look, he's like, you expect his nose to shine red. <laughs> No, it's his nose isn't really shiny red there. Let me see. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> a little Rudolph. 
the band, isn't that great? It's the coolest thing that ever happened. One day, that's all I asked, Ned. And you know, I had to cut out, and she was making out with me. Did you even notice that? Because we cut it out of the movie. And when? then the principal, and then she was making out with me, and then we oh yeah had to you excise had to that. Well barely, done. It's a dialogue cut, but that's a clean cut. Oh, the witch is back. I like how she has psychic powers here. Oh yeah, I mean the coincidences are. This was a smooth one here between the, your hand signals and the yeah. <laughs> it's a big focus pull on that, but. This was a little went a long way here. Like this scene went on longer, but it was like, oh, let's just plant the seed. We know yeah. he's a, we know he's like cooked here, right? Again, the skull crosses. A lot yeah. of Volvos in this movie. That was an ongoing joke. The Volvos. We didn't quite hit it as hard as in the final cut as in the script. The Volvos. It was kind of an ongoing <laughs> Volvo thing. What's wrong, Raz? I'm not a teacher. Oh, man. One of our rare night scenes so on this movie. This movie was very much a daytime. I've done movies that are all night. But oh, man. Where was I for that movie? Because I'll tell night. you what, that's my schedule. Yeah, me too. I've never minded night shoots. Night shoots. Get in there and tell those parents what you've been teaching their kids. Yeah, you know, uh, math, the parents. English, uh -huh. uh, what, science? What else? Uh, geography, history, Latin, Spanish. It's kind of fun French, to see the kids without their Latin, uniforms, but with the parent Latin, night. I've been on these parent night things, but. Anyway, you know, just all the stuff you. <laughs> I was always kind of nervous know. about this scene, you know, as you approach something okay. like, can we pull off? So, I wasn't worried about this part, but the hallway when they start showing up and right. how all that—that that was kind of tricky. Or just the everyone yelling at the same yeah, time. That That's, can be so messy. Right. He says when he grows up, he wants to be a musician. Is this your influence? Yeah, well, Mr. Schneebly, why has my daughter become obsessed with David Geffen? How is this? Homework? Okay. See, I would like to tell you about what we've been doing in here, but there's such a thing as teacher-student confidentiality, and I don't want to be in breach of educational law because I could be dismembered by the teacher's union. So... You expect us to believe this garbage? I... Mr. S, don't you think you should just tell them about the project? What project? Our class project. Every school in the state is competing. Competing? I remember when we shot this scene, you kept on saying, Jack, keep looking out the look out the door. The cop's there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Cause it, it, it's at the time, of... I felt like, do I really need to do that? But now that I see it cut together, I'm like, yeah. It's, the looks, I... it's like the walls are closing in. That's the it's, thing. It's so funny to see you in this grip here. It's like, yeah. You know, it's up. He's an insane guitarist. He's the next Hendrix, and he's 10 years old. And Gordon here, he's a genius. He did a whole professional light show on a computer. The professional New York extras are kind of tough. They'll, they'll find their way into every shot. <laughs> that was weird for me to. <laughs> they're their own little secret society. It's like, hey, did you see that? Here comes another. Like, they'll, they'll find the camera. <laughs> it drove me crazy. Like, hey. Just stand in the background. It's like, That's no. That's the thing. It's like, I love fine. Lucy, man. You're lucky they didn't write their own name on their face. <laughs> they would have. Sir, can I see you in the hall for a moment? Can I just, let me just say a couple more things. What's going on? What's happening, officer? 
Apparently that man is not Ned Schneeberg. Bury this cop. I, I thought he was the right mix of not crazy cop, but believe he's a real cop. Yeah. It's a very believable performance. You're apologizing to him? You know, cops, you can go way out of control. I remember feeling on this night with, or day it was, but uh, with all you guys. This is the only scene where all four of you, the comedians, are all in a scene together. That's true. Right? I remember it's like what was going on off the, okay. And I'm pretty sure I've touched them. Remember coming up with this? It's like, yeah. can we pull this off? Well, I loved it so it much like, in the read through when we did it that yeah. one time. But then I was... we we were we tried it like, can we? Let's just see how it sounds. I think it's a tribute to like Scott Rudin's humor that yeah. he he went. Oh, I think that's subversive. You know, well, like you that's know, funny. There were so many things like that. Like, the, I uh, your kids have touched me. That yeah. that's I thought was definitely going to be cut out. Yeah. Uh, little evil thing called MTV. I All thought that right. was going to be cut out. And I'm I'm glad all those things that I, I thought like were we so got a, funny. It's fun to feel like in. you got away with something, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good vibe. Getting away with it. Yeah. I mean, there's subtle little small victories in the big war, but. It's fun to see you guys going at it here. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> When two people are screaming at each other at the same time like that, it it's kind of becomes music in a way. Yeah, there's two different but horns blowing. I like that because if you if you just concentrate on one or the other, they they're making total sense. Yeah. Each of you. That's what's so great about that argument. You both have pretty legitimate, you know, complaints. I've only whenever I've seen the movie, I, I only listen to my own side. <laughs> well, next time, next time to, I'm going to listen, listen to Sarah's. To, I'm going to listen to Sarah's next time. She has time. a really good point about. Sometimes you gotta know when to quit. But what a jerk you. Maybe you're right. Maybe I suck. It's not what I said. Well, music is my life, man. What do you want me to do? I don't know. But I think it's time you moved out. Sorry. One more sorry. <laughs> that is his favorite word that his character is oh, always yeah. sorry. He has it's to. Funny. Has to. So his name really wasn't Mr. Schneebly? No, I was like doing something. Still hanging on to his drumsticks, though. Mm -hmm. Wake up, Marco. There was no project. He just wanted us to play a show so we could make some money. I can't believe we weren't getting. This scene went on much longer. It was a whole. This was a tough scene. I remember working on it. I mean, with Mike, it was like, how do we get the kids going to, you know? It's all very obligatory. Right. Um, That's a great exchange, though, between uh, Kevin and Robert. Yeah. 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 So what are we supposed to do? I say we get out of here and play the damn show. And that's a great line. Boom. We cut it out on that. Yeah. And that's halfway through the scene. But it's it's sort of all you needed. You Often in movies, you, you, you get very literal and shoot the whole scene. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we just plant the seed. Like, those kids, they'll figure out. Suzanne Douglas plays Tamika's mom. She's wonderful. McIntyre, the bus driver. I think he worked the most days in the movie outside of... <laughs> it's like he worked about 13 days. He was always there in the bus. How you doing, McIntyre?
I didn't have much say over the casting process. Not that I didn't have say, but I, I left that all up to you. I didn't really want to have any say in it because uh, that seems like one of the hardest parts is getting all the right people to be all the parts. To me, that felt like the hugest challenge going in. It's like we don't have a movie if we don't get this part right, like if the kids right. don't. I was just I was just kind of so in love with the kids. I mean, that's sort of a daunting undertaking. Like admit it. Heading into this movie, what was the biggest wild card in your mind? Probably the relation with the kids. Like, who are they going to be? How are they Are they going to be good? Is it how fake? How real? You know, what could it be? Yeah. And it was just so fun to, like, they all were so unique, you know, in their own way. Oh, my God. I mean, what's the rule? Kids and animals and, you know, things you avoid. and. Well, yeah, they say that because they're so cute or whatever. They steal focus. I wasn't worried about that. As much as I was just afraid of kids. I have a fear of kids. And I don't know what that's about, really. But I'm afraid they're, they're going to be bored of me or something. You did a funny improv there when you'll end up like me with nothing. Except these albums. And that's a pretty cool speaker. You know, you kind of start listing oh, yeah. some of your favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> I almost used but that But besides one. that, nothing. Nothing. But, but that's pretty cool. And a couple guitars. But besides that, nothing. You kept Why didn't you use it? <laughs> Once again. Once again. Gotta get to the gig. Oh, no. No, it, it was funny, but... I would have been really afraid. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do this movie yeah. had I not had a 10-year-old daughter right. myself. That was the linchpin for my... To me, it was like Dewey's character, the rock and roll aspect, and the kids were 10 years ago. I would have been like, I'm either too intimidated, afraid, or what you just said, like, you'll find you might not have a rapport with them. Like, how do you relate to it, 11-year-old? Yeah. You know, like, it's been a long time. But having one I'm, made me think, oh, yeah, by that age, it reminds you. Remember how you were in fifth grade? Pretty cool. You, you appreciated adults who treated you like a real person. Yeah. And I always thought that was the metaphor for the movie and kind of the, the tone of the movie. Like, I didn't see this as a kid's movie. It's Dewey's movie. And it features all these kids, and you are pulling them up to your level. I don't, I don't like people I don't know. First of all, I, I'm scared of strangers, <laughs> most period. most of the world, yeah. And then children's strangers <laughs> are even scarier because uh, I feel like children maybe have the power to see through um, your uh, bogosity. <laughs> they can tell if you're a phony or something. I was like, they're going to know I'm a fake. <laughs> and then once I got there and the kids were there... They, they were having so much fun just being there in a movie, and and they were so psyched to be doing comedy scenes with me that yeah, it just they turned into loved uh, you. I love the vibe into a love fest. Joan played this like with a certain kind of joy that was unexpected. <laughs> well, like she enjoyed that. Yeah, shoving it in these people's <laughs> face. Okay, uh, that is... There's the Mooney Suzuki. The Mooney Suzuki, two of them. The other two are back in the little room back there. But uh, No, they actually, they told me, they actually met, the main guys met at a Battle of the Bands in New Jersey years weird. ago. When we were arguing, like, the legitimacy of a big Battle of the Bands, they said, oh, yeah, we actually met at a Battle of the Bands. That made me feel good. They would have ended up riding... The finale song to the School of, of Rock. Maybe what will be like one of the Battle of the Band scenes in, in rock movie history. Yeah. 
They were really stoked when they saw the movie. We raised the bar on Battle of the Band scenes. Sam Mooney gave me a call said he loved it. Who did? Sam Mooney, lead singer of the Mooney Suzuki. Gave you a call? Yeah. Cool. Are you kidding? Okay, listen up, you guys. We only have one song. Ryan was sick this day. I remember the poor kid had thrown up. Oh, yeah. That's right. And was back. There was a little bug going around. There was and a bark everybody bug. There was a bark bug. bug, and we were banned. Wiped from, out the crew. Yeah. I mean, the cast. We the were kids. not allowed to uh, play sticks anymore. Every day we'd show up, and what kid is sick today? I felt like for about three weeks in a row. What kid is sick? Who are we, I'm just glad I never caught the Who are the we shooting bug. around? You know, I caught it. We had one day off during production, New Year's Eve, remember? I got it that. It's a 24-hour virus. I had it that. Oh, man. So I didn't miss a day of work, but that the one day off was like... Let me just I say, just I up. love... Okay, I don't love... <laughs> Here comes the, uh, the prayer. The prayer. The band prayer. There was fear that maybe we would scare people that lived in the Bible Belt. I live in the Bible Belt. I have a good sense of humor about that. That's good. Because we're praying to the God of rock. Now, well, who is that? That's not... Uh, can, well, you didn't say we're praying to... God, God of rock. Of darkness. Or that's true. God of Beelzebub. You were that's saying true. God of rock. I think they saw it as like higher inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is Zach, who Zachary plays Gordon. Infante. Who I think is a... He really reminds me the most of myself when I was his age. The same sort of energy. Right. Yeah, a lot so of really great makes, energy. Kind made of me laugh a lot on the set. Very much. I wish he had more lines in yeah. the movie, but uh, I know he's gonna he's gonna yeah be great. Now, I think I failed here. Like I don't think I've talked to a few people who don't understand that this is the band that kicked you out. I know it's been an hour and oh, ten yeah, minutes yeah. or whatever, <laughs> but they don't. I mean. My whole point was look they, at that move he's doing back there. But they're coughed and you know they've okay. got he he cut his hair. They're wearing a different. Obviously they've been dressed. They're totally going for the record deal. But that they've got guy, the new guy, that shirt that he's wearing, that anti-shirt that's just right. sort of leather sleeves, it's the sleeves, and that crazy like grinding dance right. move. <laughs> that's what's gonna get him the supporting Oscar nomination. <laughs> Well, I think Karen Pat should get an Academy Award nomination for the costume, just that little shirt she came that up with. That was incredible. Yeah. but I, That I made don't me think laugh people, out loud every time I see it. But you see what that, I was saying? I was bummed that people, I don't know if this is, I've heard it from a couple, that, oh, that's, they didn't get that that was your old band. Yeah. Is that possible? I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious. I don't know. But, you know, It's obvious know. to me, but I'm, me too, but I'm right in the middle of it, so yeah. I can't tell. Adam Pascal, his heartfeltness of that sells it, his sincerity. Yeah. yeah. With his performance there, his voice. And you this know. song was written by our own Zach Mooneyham. Animation. This little animation thing we worked on, just to have to keep it simple. We were going to have it throughout the whole show, all these different things like, no, let's pay it here and then freeze it. 
See, the Rick Wakeman comes full circle from the time you gave him the CD. Now he's got a cape. So that's a little inside rocker thing. I like how Robert has the two keyboards, one on top of the other. Yeah. That's the Rick Wakeman school. Well, the toe, he would have it handheld maybe on its side doing that. <laughs> Remember, we had early you know, uniforms for the kids, and they were just too Nickelodeon. These are a little bit Nickelodeon, but we thought it would, to subvert the uniform idea, like they yeah. would take, you know, that that was maybe better than, there was some stuff that was just too cutesy. Agreed. I mean, it's still pretty cutesy, but it was a lot worse. This is where Rebecca Brown, the bass player, really totally is a rock star, don't you think? Yeah. By the end, when you're doing the encore, if you look at her, she's amazing. She was an interesting kid. I mean, she's like, also on the younger end, she was young, although she's kind of tall. But uh, she had this kind of vibe. And we see, we see Tamika here as total rock star. <laughs> Do you remember one time I, I came off stage and I was like, didn't I ask for oxygen to be off in the wings? <laughs> I don't, did you? Maybe not. Yes, Maybe. I did. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I was a huffing and a puffing stuff. <laughs> what a wheezing, gasping, pathetic loser I am. <laughs> Needed oxygen in the wings because I rock too hard. That doesn't make me a loser, but it doesn't sound very rocking. To need oxygen. To have a... You're a little young <laughs> for that. I could see, like, the Rolling Stones maybe needing oxygen <laughs> at this point, but not you. Well, it depends on how hard you rock, man. Mm -hmm. You rock hard enough, you're going to need the oxygen and an IV. And I rock extremely hard. See the dry ice comes full circle? That's right. All these little I told them I wanted on dry and ice. And here it comes. It's great to plant a seed in a movie and then to see it come back. See, Jim O'Rourke came up with this little ditty with the, the free hand. It looks like he's saying shame on you. Yeah, kind of. He's he's supposed to be, like, shooting a little gun. Really, he's just showing off that he can do it with one hand. Yeah, clearly. Robert Side's a bit of a show-off. <laughs> he's a kidding. He's a bit of a philosopher. Oh, man. He's from a different century. He wrote me a cool... Uh, Did you get a letter from him Nice working with you letter, yeah. Yeah, I got a, great, I got a classic one. Felt like it was written from 1830 or something. Yeah. Flowery, beautiful. On this day, May the 1st. Right. He's so... 2002. Robert Lynn, who plays Lawrence's father, he also played Mao in uh, Kundun. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Scorsese is Kundun. You're so efficient here. You put down the guitar and then, woo! What do you think he's more proud of? His well, Mao? I'm, I'm sure this one. Or father of... Yeah. Father of Lawrence... Here, Mouse I always like love this shot. Part, you felt like a little dog who was getting his belly scratched or something. Yeah. You were just kind of happy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Were you at all nervous jumping into the crowd? Hell yeah. <laughs> I've never done that in reality. Yeah, I, why, why would one? Uh, I mean, some people do. No, I mean, it seems like a fun thing to do, but... Well, you're afraid I of what? Feel you're going like to get the, an eye? I'm going to hurt somebody. I'm too heavy. I feel like people that stage dive should... You shouldn't stage dive if you're above 150 pounds. <laughs> There's a cutoff. And I'm well above that. <laughs> Once you've cracked 200 pounds, you really should do everyone a favor. <laughs> Don't. Don't stage dive. <laughs> well, we had strategically put a few stuntmen out there in your path. 
The thing is, if the you're if you're like caught. six foot six and two hundred pounds, that's okay because your weight is distributed. But I'm like, you know, five foot six and a half, bowling ball size. <laughs> Here comes a two hundred pound ball of pain. Hey but, man. But they were ready for me, they man. They flip you like a pancake. They caught me. They flipped me mm. like a pancake. You were done. It was, you know, it was Poured kind of a dream come true, you. to tell you the truth. I've always wanted to do it. I got to do it for real. Yeah. It's a fun moment. Summer Hathaway. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh, hey, wait. Stop. Come here, guys. This scene went on much longer, too. This was fun. Lucas Papillis in the drummers talked and he says you tap man it just kind of kept going yeah. it was fun and just them kind of bonding no no i <laughs> am the that tattoo's kind of like a target or something he kind of asked for it is that where you aim the bow and that's arrow? where you aim the bow and arrow like, to kill him boom. instantly just put him down right in the like how he slides in this little yeah, yeah, you're so hot. what <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember, like, I know in early drafts they won the battle. It was a more convoluted story. Oh, yeah. We, they did win, but there's really only two choices. They win or they don't win. When you're, when you're working with a whole crowd, it's easy to get them all to do, they kind of all tend to do the same thing. Yeah. So... We got various levels of response to the victory, to the next thing. All I know is like, this guy, right, coming up we here. Wanna... Here comes one of my favorite parts of the movie. Not this. That guy. That guy! Lower left. I love that guy. What's wrong? What's wrong, Summer? Didn't you hear? We lost... Hey, chill out, dude. Rock isn't about getting an A. Sex Pistols never won anything. Don't let the man get you down. Yeah, I mean, dude, you gotta cheer up. We played a kick-ass show. We did, didn't we? It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. It's an encore. They want us to go play another song. It's good. Go, you guys. Wait, no, no, just the band. Okay, oh, that's everybody. Funny. I love that you threw in. Okay, everybody. You know, that's like. Yeah. The way you get away with shots, like, this is all one shot. Look, we're in the back of the theater. And, like, yeah. this would really beg for a close up of you guys coming out. Yeah. But I thought it'd be more grand, you know, to be wide and then move into a close up. Right. But. The triumphant moment is maybe you guys coming back on stage. Holy crap. Right. How many times did we do this shot yeah. before I got it right? I think I did it seven times. I kept well, on forgetting. Well, I did pull a fast one on you because we weren't going to do this this day. That's true. Remember? we were the, As scripted, we were going to go into a close-up of a guitar. And I said, well, let's... I had the idea on that day. Let's tie in the song a little more to, to the next scene. But that yeah. wasn't, we hadn't rehearsed it. We but weren't really It doesn't matter how ready. much how much notice I had. I definitely should have known the first two lyrics to that song. It would have helped. 
But it I just got a little stage fright and kept on forgetting those first well, two lines. Well, but it, it was sprung on you. It was. Sprung. It doesn't help. The spring was sprung. I feel bad about the spring. <laughs> but, you know, we had to do it. I'm glad we did. This is good because Summer's not in the band, but we get a good final thing with Summer. It looks like I made that myself. You didn't? That, that little poster. No. This is crazy, okay. man. You know what's crazy? <laughs> is that this song goes till the end of the credits. Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew, a lot it, of... we knew it could stretch with the improvs and stuff. Well, this, this particular song, let's talk about where this grew out of. I mean, I saw it in a rehearsal a, a couple weeks before. Yeah. But you guys have been riffing on this for a yes. while, right? Every time we would jam, we would we, we would, would at some end. point play that song. Yeah. I was like, because there was some question on like, what what do we go out on? What song are you guys? And yeah. So I think it's this. Was there was this, some talk of some different songs, but yeah. Ultimately, things this we had one, played around, but this was this was the way to go because you could you could have fun and. And well, work up. Plus, in a movie called The School of Rock, yeah. it felt good to say it's a long way to the top if you want to yeah. rock and roll. I'd... And it is the perfect song to riff on. Yeah. You can get these solos out. Yeah. Well, we shot this in about, we had like an, maybe a an, couple hours, one of our second to last day of production. Yeah. It was like, okay, closing credit song. It's one of those things that's not really scripted. Yeah. It wasn't scheduled. It wasn't, but it's like, hey, we want to do this thing. So it's like, okay, you got two hours. And it's like, okay, we had two cameras and let's go. But, but I really felt this could be a fun way to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see the actors really laughing because obviously this isn't rehearsed this, or that face thing. You're just totally making that up. So this was not the last thing was shot of the movie. Because I remember no, you said... Remember we were outside right. the bus thing at the end in Staten Island. But this the was plan, the last thing in the stages. Oh, uh, okay. But wasn't it the plan to end with this and that would be the end of the movie? That would have been great. That would have been It never works out that way. No. Actually, my, I wanted the last shot to be you at the urinal. Oh, that shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know why. I thought that would have been... Funny. Like do this and then do that and that'd be the that would shoot. be a good one. Just, that's a wrap. High fives. How come no one's giving me a high five? But we did it well. Our very last scene actually was pretty good because all the kids were there. It was the bus scene. Now I've seen a lot of movies where they have footage during the credits. Uh, I don't like I don't, that when look, they do outtakes or funny stuff. Look, or, I'm not saying that this is the. But I can't think of any movies where there's the well, movie goes until the credits to are To me, the movie's not over yet. Like, you shouldn't leave the theater. You're a total, like, bum if you leave the theater before this sequence, because this is the ultimate you lesson. To, yeah. You know, this is the movie continues. Like, But what I'm trying to say is I think it's, it's the first time it's ever been done. <laughs> and I can tell you're trying to avoid Stroke this. a little harder. I'm on trying that. to stroke the shaft. <laughs> Doing a pretty good job. Have you ever seen it? Um, not exactly. Buddy, of but of course you haven't. Of course you haven't. <laughs> I mean, does, I that like make, does that make some people mad when it's like, look, I want to see my credit on black screen. No, because everybody leaves. So right, that's you true. actually, as a crew member, you have a better opportunity to, to be seen hey, that's here, true. just in case the eye. It's funny. 
you sort of grabbed the mic from Alicia here. She was bogarting the mic. But she bogarted on the take before. <laughs> she really bogarted it, but you right. sort of do a preemptive bogart I prevention. I anticipated a bogart. Yeah, but she wasn't technically no, bogarting. No, she wasn't. Uh, it wasn't fair of me. <laughs> it really wasn't. No. It was a residual effect from a previous <laughs> bogarting. Now, Caitlin totally riffed this stuff. This surprises. Like, this she is... totally made this up. Think of something. Witty uh, kid. Touche. Like, that was great. She breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And then did. you go with it. That's coming up. Okay, that's good. I like the underwear shot here. <laughs> you were the fun older brother or whatever. and Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have been that, but I realized I was the authority. That's right. You were the man. I had to be the man. I had to be. <laughs> and I tried to be as cool and as light about it but i was the one who had to say okay let's get to work i was the i was the damn you were the fun guy i'm sorry dude but and you i did. had to be the jerk you fell into my trap you got me i was the pied piper you were of, the fun uh, guy of rock and roll no, that's the only way it can be but i, I love the kids they were just you know dvd is over don't forget to put it in the jewel case package if it gets a scratched up then it's totally worthless. You got to go get another one. They're not indestructible like they said they would be back in 1989. Well, listen, this has been uh, the the DVD commentary. I'm Jack Black. You're you're Richard Linkletter. Yeah. Thanks for watching. <laughs>